podcast of five authors across the genre talking about that one thing that we're all bound by, books. And I'm one of your hosts, Marianne Morea. I write paranormal fantasy, urban fantasies, and I straddle genres along with other things. <laughs> um, paranormal women's fiction and young adult, older teen. And I am Danielle Bannister. I write romance, paranormal, fantasy, YA, short stories. I'm all over the place and really need to just pick a lane and stick to it. But I want to write all the things. <laughs> Me too. Today, <laughs> we want to... Okay. <laughs> what are we doing today? Today, <laughs> see, I told you, I need my freaking reading glasses. This is what the problem is. See? This is what it's like to get older, people. It's it, you got to change out your glasses. This is reality right here for you. Uh, it's an occupational hazard. What can I tell you? So <laughs> today we wanted to talk about Kindle Vela. And if you don't know what Kindle Vela is, um, it is a new subscription service for books that is sponsored by Amazon. Why should readers look into it and the stories we have on the platform? Well, we're going to tell you. Yeah, you know, I really wanted to talk about this one because I think that there's a lot of reader confusion about what Kindle Vela is. Is it, is it an app? Is it something I that I need to buy special, like a Kindle device? I mean, how, how, I don't understand how... How, how is it different than, than picking up your Kindle and reading? So how, how are you describing what Kindabella is to your readers? Well, uh, when they ask, I tell them it's a subscription service, like I just said, but that they can read it right on their phone, that they don't need um, a specific device. They can read it right on their phone and that the it's since it's subscription, it's also episode, like, a, like soap operas, almost like it's like three or four scenes and then you have to wait till the next one comes out. Like serial, serialized. That's the word I'm looking yeah. for. And for authors like you and me who are used to writing really long books or really long novellas, writing just one chapter or a couple of scenes is a little bit hard because you want to keep going, but you always have to leave this little bit of a hook because it's serialized. Right. So you have to come back for the next episode. Yes. Right. Yes, yeah. exactly. And just to point out, because this was something that I tested out, you can read from your computer as well. It does not have to be something that you read on your phone. You can read it on your laptop as well. Because I know some things don't cross over well. And you can only read things on phones or whatever, but you can read it from your laptop. If you right, but you don't have to buy a special device Correct. like a Kindle. Correct. Or whatever. And you don't have to download a certain app or anything like that. You just follow the link to the story that the author will provide and Boom, there you go. And, and see, what, I, what I've been and maybe this is not the right way to describe what, what Kindle Vela is, but when I'm describing it to readers, I'm, I'm describing it kind of like a drug deal. You get your first, <laughs> <laughs> your first few hits for free, and then if you want more of the story, you got to pay for it. So the, Kindle Vela has this sort of a token system, right? So you, you, you automatically get... 200 free tokens when you log on to Vela, which you can use on any stories that you want, but they also give you three episodes of any story for free. So you can sort of try out a story to see if it yep. feels like something you like or if it isn't. But then after the, the third episode, you got to start pointing, using some of those tokens that they gave you, right? right? And so once you've used your 200 tokens, you have to buy more. And so the, the second question is, yeah, well, how much do tokens cost? Is it going to cost me, you know, 20 bucks to buy 200 tokens? 
no, it's a dollar ninety nine for two hundred tokens. Right. And uh, two hundred tokens equals about uh, twenty thousand words of a story. Right. So, and the more tokens you buy, the more word count you can get. So it can end up being cheaper than if you were to purchase the, the same sort of thing in say a Kindle format as a full novel, depending on how long the story is and how many tokens you and buy. And for so. those of you who are readers who might not know what 20,000 words looks like, 20,000 <laughs> words is a, is a, a, a short novella. Yeah. Um, uh, and the average chapter is about, is anywhere between 2,500 and 3,500 words. So you basically you're, you know, maybe if you're lucky, 10 chapters, maybe a little more, you know, so for $1.99, that's not so bad. So, yeah. This idea of sort of episodic content is not a new concept. I mean, TV has done this for ages. And I mean, think about how many times we would sit in front of the TV on Thursday nights, to, you know, tune in to say Friends or something. It was must watch TV and you cleared your agenda to watch the thing. It was the right. thing that we had. And, and it's only recently with the advent of streaming platforms that we have really dived into this binge. I want it now sort of Veruca Salt sort of thing. Give it to me now. Um, and I think that like platforms like Disney Plus are really trying to see if they can tap back into that weekly episodic formula with, you know, the Marvel release of things like WandaVision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki. Those yep, are, yep, those are yep. becoming days again that people are kind of clearing their calendars for. Um, and, and in other countries, this sort of uh, episodic content for reading material is nothing new at all. This is wildly popular in, in, other, um, in other countries. But I'm curious, what do you see... Um, both because I know that you're an author and I know that you read things as well. What do you see as as the benefit of this type of format for readers or for yourself? I, well, I don't know. I mean, it's well, certainly going to be it'll be fresh every time it comes every time a new serial. I mean, a new episode is published. It's definitely fresh and it hasn't been sitting on the virtual shelves forever. Um, and <laughs> More importantly is that there is a direct direct place for readers to interact with the author to tell them what they want to happen going forward. Yeah. So it becomes almost an interactive thing. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, I think it's uh, it's in, it's it, it's interesting. You know, uh, it creates that sort of water cooler environment, yes, or it yes. could rather, you know, if people it, talk yep. about it. One of the biggest things I think, though, is that um, people don't know about it, and it, you know, and it hasn't become mainstream, yeah. at least in not the not in Amazon land. Right. But there, I mean, Radish has been around for a while. Sure. You know, sure. Wattpad has been around for a while. Afters, you know, Kiss, those are yep, all similar yep. types of platforms. So it's not unfamiliar, but it's not, it hasn't gone mainstream yet. So we'll see. It's a, you know, we're in beta, basically, you know, trying to figure out how this is going to work. I, I know I have. Authors and readers alike. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, from a reader standpoint, what I found, because I've read a few episodes now on it, just because I'm curious on sort of how the, the platform works myself, just from an author's perspective, how, how it works. And what I'm finding is I'm really sort of enjoying these sort of bite-sized morsels of stories, because I find that, and maybe it's a result of Binge Watch Nation, 
I find that my attention span is much shorter than it used to be. And a shorter story, because these stories, these episodes can only be, what, 5,000 words? I maximum, think it's the limit. Yep, maximum. Between 600 and 5,000 words. So you're, you're only getting nugget sizes. So it's like, oh, I have, you know, 15 minutes. I could easily whip out this episode versus I know that if I sit down, I'm going to lose an entire afternoon to, to this, you know, thing. So if I take my phone along and I'm sitting and I'm waiting at, you know, the car me- mechanic trying to, I can easily read a few episodes of something. So I enjoy it for, for that. And I do like I do like the, the sensation of a delayed gratification because I do think we're a little spoiled on getting everything all at once. Yep. I like that, that, that it gives you time to think and mull and wonder what it is that the author is going to do and how you might do it differently or, oh, I totally didn't expect that. Or I think I would love to have readers interact with me and help me write the next episodes because I've only got four up so far. And like you said, the first three are free. You can, episodes drop in different ways. You know, the platform allows authors to release them in different ways. You can do it daily, weekly, monthly, that sort of thing. Um, I know that you decided you were going to release on Sundays, you know? Yeah, I I, I picked Sundays, which is probably the worst possible day to release. But for me personally, Sundays is the day that I can have time to actually sit down and read something. It's when I'm like, okay, this is sort of like some time to to relax Sunday afternoon. That's when I'm most likely to pick up a book, sit on my couch and read something. So I did it on a Sunday, but we can change that. I mean, it's not from an author's perspective, it's not locked in stone. So if we decide that we've set a release schedule for every Sunday, but our readers are saying, we want you to release this daily, we can change that. We can do that. Um, but you can't release it all at once. That's that's sort of the the, the thing with Kindle as an, you They won't allow you to release it all at once. If you do that, you're releasing a book. You're not releasing episodic, which is sort of what they want you to do. I know. So, I know. So, I mean, and that's that's another way that that readers could interact with their you know the stories and say, hey, I wish you would drop this daily. I mean, that lets us know that there is a hunger for it and. To, to do that sort of thing. So as a reader, you know, comment on those stories and, you know, like and follow them. Those types of things really encourage the author to go, you know what, people are listening and they're, you know, paying attention and they want more of this. If they're, they're not seeing that, then maybe they don't write the next episode and then you never know what happens. I know. It's like when they cancel a show. Exactly. And the reason they cancel the show is because not enough people were watching. They were waiting for it all to come out and binge it. I know. I know, which is very sad. That's that's the danger of binge watching. (laughs) Very sad. I've had a couple of my favorites this year. Brand new series. You know, I don't know if you've watched Rebel. Was it canceled? I don't want to watch it now. It was canceled after after its first season, and I was like, it was so good. (laughs) So, but at least they wrapped it up. You know, I only had, like I said, I only have my four and I was aiming for Sunday as well. Um, but now it's convention season and there's a lot of other things going on in my life. So it's going to it's going to wait. And but I you have have a schedule, a, a set schedule, a certain day or you're just releasing whenever you've got some new content. No, I think I'm going to release once a week. I think that's my, you know, once can, once this convention season is over and I don't have to worry about making swag and, and ordering swag and get ordering <laughs> books thing. and getting, you know, and getting myself there and smiling, you know, yeah. 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 so, 
but I, I every week, every week I plan to do this. So, and it's a, it's another YA story, you know, cause I only have the one, one series, I have the legend series and this is another YA one. So I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hoping, you know, that it, it'll be, it'll be fun. I think it's a fun story. So, but um, I've read a few different episodes so far on the platform, including yours. And we'll, we'll, we'll get to yours in a minute, but it does feel like there are stories all over the map. So, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter what your genre is. It, it really is all over the place. And they do put the little tags to sort of let you know sort of what the trope is and what kind of things you might expect in the story. So you really do get a sense of what the story is before you even decide to, to click on, you know, an episode to read. And one of the episodes that I've read so far has been your uh, <laughs> story. So why don't you tell us without spoiling the plot, obviously, um, what your uh, story is about and if you're down for it no pressure but if you're down for it giving us a little sample of it maybe sure why not you never have to ask an author twice right so um, my 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 Bella story is called Leap of Fae and it's a play on it's a play on the word Leap of Faith you know so the thing is is that uh the story is about um it's a it takes place in fairy at least the first one does and you know obviously by the title you know it's all about fae and it's uh, about my my main character her name is eden and she is the heir apparent to the summer court to the seely to the seely throne now for those of you who don't know much about the fae the seely are supposed to be the goodies, you know, they're the ones who are more benevolent. At least that's what they say. In reality, all fae are selfish. All fae have their have an agenda, and all fae just want what same, they want when they want the it. Races, really. Let's be <laughs> so, honest. Anyway, so she is never really allowed to do much of anything. Whereas her sister, who is like the spare, you know, heir and a spare, um, because the Sealy Court, some the Sealy, the Sealy Throne, the, the Summer Court is matriarchal. There's a queen. There's a king consort, but she, but the queen, uh, and, and her name is Tiana. She's like the bee's knees. She takes, she's, she's got all the power. What's whatever their equal and opposite counterpoint is the, is the winter, is the winter court. All right. The, the unseely throne. And they are supposed to be the ones that are a little more nefarious and so forth, but they're all the same anyway. So she wants to sneak out to go to this ball that is at being held at the, un, in the, at the unseely court, at the winter court. So she has to figure out how to do this, you know, because she's basically, she's in her early twenties, you know, and she's never had a chance to have any kind of fun. So, and she's, she's got an, a normal teenager set in a, well, she's on, she's not, not quite a teenager. She's, you know, she's, uh, this is like, I guess, young adult, but she's basically, she's 21, but she's never had a chance to do anything. So she might as well only be, right. she, whatever. she has maybe the mentality of a teenager. Right. But. So, but she's, she's still, she's still pretty smart, but she's, uh, she's got an ally and it happens to be Merlin, the wizard, Merlin, the sorcerer. So this is just a little excerpt right here uh, from Leap of Faith, episode one. You sound like Arthur. He didn't want his destiny either. It took some persuasion. An unladylike snort left my mouth. Your focus is too much on one path, Eden. Your destiny is a journey, not a destination. There are many paths. 
some parallel at times, some in opposing directions. Whichever you choose, they all circle back to what will be. I exhaled. Me on my mother's throne. That's if I'm not assassinated first. You, Faye, are so fickle. You love war, even if it makes, it makes you your own worst enemy. Food still untouched. Merlin paused, nursing his ale. What if I told you there was a divergent path, one that didn't circle back to the throne, one that gave you a choice? My gaze riveted on the old sorcerer. A choice? The signs are hazy yet, but yes, he nodded. Nothing more than a ripple in what I see when I journey with the sight, a ripple that leaves me unsettled. Unsettled? Why? His eyes met mine. Because this ripple will cause you pain if it comes to pass. I recoiled a bit and he raised his hand. Not physical pain, pain of choices made and of consequences that follow. You talk as though you already know, I inhaled, considering his faraway stare. Should I be worried? I have to study my tomes, my charts, and the position of the stars. He drained his ale, wiping the drips from his beard with his hand. I have to breathe in the dragon's breath and seek clarity before I can answer. And me? He smiled, getting up from his soft chair. You, my little dove, must go to this party and forget what's expected of you, if only for a short time. You need to let destiny happen. What about Sorsha? I chewed on my lip. How will I convince her? Do what the rest of the she, the she race does when they want something. Cheat? His eyes crinkled with a laugh. I was thinking strategize. Find out what Sorsha wants most and then refuse. Excuse me. I was thinking strategize. Find out what Sorsha wants most, what she refuses to part with, and work from there. Well, I'm not my mother's daughter for nothing. Merlin bent over the hearth and plucked a round stone from the embers glowing with red heat. Take this, but keep it hidden. If Sorsha refuses you, refuses you, show her the stone. She'll know what it is, and she'll know where you got it. I held out my hand, wincing in anticipation, but the stone was cool and smooth to the touch. What magic is this? I asked, rolling the stone over my palm. Insurance and protection. I raised my eyes to his. Insurance for whom? And protection from what? Dun, dun, dun! I apologize all the time because I, I always tell people I am so much better with the written word than the spoken. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same. You get me on a telephone call and I suddenly can't word, you know, but get me in front of a keyboard and I'll yak your ear off. Yeah. <laughs> True. Very true. Okay. So what about your story? It just went live August 1st. Yes, it did. It did. My first episode dropped on the first. I have 11 episodes um, uploaded so far and more coming. I'm just sort of uploading them a little at a time, trying to get up ahead of myself and then just sort of uploading. Um, It's a steamy contemporary romance. Um, It's called (laughs) Where You Left Me. Um, And episode one basically starts out with a bride being left at the altar, literally, and suddenly faced with a waiting crowd ready to see her mental breakdown, essentially. (laughs) So what she does instead is improvises and asks for a volunteer from those gathered to get hitched. So that's sort of the the, the payoff, the, the, the setup, is that we're starting at this very bleak moment and the, the story will be what happens after that and so yeah this i will i will warn listeners um if you have littles around 
there might be some language in here, some, some gentle cursing and adult situations. So you may want to mute <laughs> yourself, Ooh. mute your conversation. At this Sounds point. even better. It's not, it's not that bad, but I'm just, I am aware of that. Having had children myself, you don't want to. Listen well, now to you need things. to read okay. a teaser. I, I, I got to I gotta hear it. <laughs> read a teaser. This is the first like five to 600 words as I can't quite remember um, from episode one. So this is it. This is the place where you left me. Not very original, I have to say. I would have thought you would have come up with something less cliche than leaving me at the altar, but now that I've had a minute to think about it, everything about you was predictable. Ordinary. Nothing earth-shattering. Not even the sex. Yeah, that was all fate, by the way. Believe it or not, you leaving me standing here all alone is not the worst part about this messed up thing. It's what you're making me do now that's pissing me off. Because of your spineless ass, I need to go out in that waiting crowd and face my parents. Hell, I have to face your parents and all your dipshit friends you made me invite. This should not be my job. You're the one who couldn't keep your hands to yourself. Because of course you were banging one of my bridesmaids. You couldn't be more of a tool if you tried. And again, what does that make me in this story? No, I will not be the loser in this scenario. Screw that. Screw you. You just saved me a lifetime of regret and bad dick. So you know what? Thank you. Thank you for taking years of misery off my shoulders. My fingers stopped their assault on the phone's keypad while I read over my response to Shane after his dramatic dash from the church moments earlier. Emma's bouquet still lay on the floor where she dropped it to take his hand to run down the rose petal aisle together. To hell with them both. Never reply in anger, I could almost hear my mother whispering in my ear. I took a deep breath and rolled my shoulders back. Put the phone down without sending the message, but keeping the words for fine-tuning later. Adjusting the bottom of my dress, I winced. The tug against the sticky tape holding my girls in place reminded me not to move so much. Stupid strapless dress. After a quick check, I determined that they wouldn't be escaping their cage anytime soon wish for the umpteenth time that I'd gone with an A-line dress that I'd wanted instead of this strapless monster. I hated strapless anything. My boobs were too big for such a dress. But Shane's mother, Shana, of all things, had insisted on it. She had gone on and on about how strapless dresses were her little Shane's favorite. Shana and Shane, that really should have alerted me right there that the family was nuts. While there was a ridiculous amount of relief knowing I didn't have to marry the guy, I found myself being angry as hell about missing out on the honeymoon. That was the only thing I'd been looking forward to. Not being his wife, but finally getting to go to the Bahamas. <laughs> that really should have been a red flag. But when you've lived in a hick town as I did, the choices weren't many. So you took what you could get, and Shane was one of the few bachelors in town. I figured I could learn to deal with his boring personality and his serial killer eyes if we could occasionally get out of this dump. That had been one of Shane's few perks. He had to travel a bit for his work. Even though it would be short trips, we would likely only see the hotel. It didn't matter anything to get me out of here. And now he was taking that great escape away from me? I mean, 
Sure, I could go alone, but how depressing would that be? Going to the most romantic place on Earth solo would just be salt in an open wound. It wasn't fair. Why did my life have to get turned upside down because of that dipshit? Hell no. This was my wedding day. If he didn't want to marry me, that was his loss. One thing was true. I was going to get married and go on my honeymoon as planned. I just needed to find a groom. I love it, and now I want the rest of it. <laughs> love well, good it. for you. The first episode is available on Kindle Vella right now. <laughs> oh, my God. That was really, really good, Danielle. And you know what? You did not stumble once. I, I sound a little bit on a word. You go back and you listen. There was a word that was... <laughs> Well, people, I know you're listening, and this you can know that Marianne Morea author, bigger than life characters, is actually can't speak. <laughs> the wording thing. Can't do the wording things. I think yeah. that's pretty common with a lot of writers, though. We have a really hard time wording in person I'm, and I'm, are much better on a keyboard. <laughs> I'm going to blame it on age. I'm going to yes. blame it on age and menopause. <laughs> Both things can equally be true, for sure, for sure. Anyway. Do you think that that's, that's all the readers should know about Kindle Bella? I mean, I, I think that clears up, I, hopefully, some of the mystery that, that readers may have about Kindle Bella. It's not as scary as it seems. And no, it's not. Try and it out for free. And hey, you know what? what? You to lose? Not, I mean, the, sneak peeks. That's basically what this looks like. Sneak peeks. Yeah. And... I, who doesn't like to try something for free first to determine if you like it? Absolutely. I mean, we all, we would all love that. I would personally, for me, I would love it if I could try, try shoes for a week to see if I like them right. and if they don't pinch before I actually <laughs> plunk down my money for them, you know, cause shoes are my thing. They're my fetish. So, exactly. but when it comes to, when it comes to books like this, I think this is a good thing. And yeah. I think, uh, I hope, at least I'm hoping that it's going to catch on and that readers will realize that it is a good thing because it also gives us the opportunity that when we get to the point where we've had a lot of episodes published and the serial is winding down or coming to an end, they give us the opportunity then to publish it as a book. So, right. you know, it's, it's a win-win all the way around, at least I think for readers and for authors. So and it's, I think a way to sort of slow down a little bit and just really just enjoy and, and get that anticipation feeling back. I, I feel like we, we've been a little spoiled. <laughs> I know I have. I mean, God, I'm just like with the, the Marvel series, they have gotten me addicted. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for the next hit. Give it to me. Loki's over. When's the next one coming up? When's the next thing coming? So, I mean, there is, there is, it is a successful concept. It's not something foreign. It's happening now in things that you're consuming now, whether you know it or not. Sunday Night Football, same idea. It's, you know, you have to wait for it and then you build up in the anticipation board. It's the same idea. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Not a, it's not a new idea. It's just maybe new for reading in, in, in ways that we haven't yet experienced. Well, I encourage readers and I encourage whoever's listening to go to Kindle Vela to look up Leap of Fay and to look up Danielle's amazing story that I'm going to look up now myself. Where you left me. So where you left me. Um, <laughs> and read them for yourself without the stumbles. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
<laughs> and, and you can decide for yourself. And, you know, there's a little comment section in both of ours where, where readers can tell us what Absolutely. you think and you can tell us where you think you would want it to go where the story wants to go, what you want, what you like. Your comment may generate the direction. You never know. You never know. So yeah. interactive is a good thing. So Absolutely. anyway, but I, th I think um, that's about it. I think that's a wrap. Probably about our time, And yeah. um, if you want to learn more about either of us or any more of our podcasts, you can check out our website at boundbybookspodcast.com. Again. That is boundbybookspodcast.com. And be sure to tune in again next week. Same bat time, same bat same channel. Bat channel. <laughs> <laughs> dating ourselves here, girly, okay. dating ourselves. Anyway, so ta-ta for now. All of the information about me and Danielle, as well as all of the other authors, will be on that website. Just a click away. That's right. We'll see you next time on Bound by Books. Bound by Books.